I remember being little, being in elementary school, much littler than I am now. Uh, I remember being little and, and in elementary school, and I remember that we would do this thing every day at the start of the school day, and, and perhaps you remember this too. I don't know if they still do it or not, uh, but I know when I was little, when I was in elementary school, we did the same thing at the beginning of the day, every day at school. Okay, we would stand up, we'd put our hand over our heart, we'd say the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. How many of you did that? Okay. For my teenagers in the room, uh, do they still do that in school? Yeah. Okay, cool. That's cool. That's good. You know, uh, we, um, we think a lot about uh, flags, and, and I've been thinking a lot about flags lately. Uh, I've been thinking about flags, um, and I want to talk to you a little bit today about banners and flags. Um, I think that it, there's a lot of discussion going on in our world right now about flags. Uh, I, I had a, we are going through a series right now through the book of Hebrews uh, called Jesus is Greater. And I woke up yesterday morning about 5.45, and uh, as I normally do, I usually get up between 5.15 and 5.30, 5.45, somewhere in there. And I woke up, and I, I kind of, one of the things I'll do in the morning is I'll jump on Facebook just to see, you know, who can't sleep. So I'm on Facebook, and I'm, I'm checking out who's not sleeping, and I see all these flags. I mean, just flag after flag after flag, and I'm like, what's with all the flags? And it's like the Holy Spirit said to me, said, Sean, you got to talk about flags tomorrow. And it's like, Holy Spirit, I... I don't want to write a sermon today. I have a birthday party to go to. I got all kinds of stuff to do. I, I can't write another sermon this week. And the Holy Spirit said, you've got to talk about flags. And so I'm like, I'm going to talk about flags. So today we're going to talk about flags. You know, flags are something that can unite us. Flags are symbols that can unite us as a people. Flags are symbols that can unite us as Christians, that can unite us as Americans. Flags are, are wonderful symbols that can unite us. Think about the, this flag. Think about the lives that have been lost fighting for this flag. Think about the lives that have been sacrificed for this flag. Think about men and women who are fighting today. Maybe there's a family member of yours. Maybe you know somebody who is fighting today for this flag. Maybe you know somebody who lost their life fighting for this flag. Maybe you have a flag of your own. Maybe you fly it every uh, political holiday that we have. Uh, maybe you fly it on Memorial Day. You fly it on Veterans Day. And, and you're going to fly it this Saturday for the 4th of July because the 4th of July is this week. That's not why I'm talking about flags, though. No, I'm talking about different flags. I'm talking about flags that divide us. Because I've seen a lot of division over flags this week and in the previous weeks. There's a lot of division going on in our country right now over flags. And we see all kinds of different flags. And, and we see people say different things about flags and, and post different things about flags flags and and uh, it's all over things like facebook and social media and twitter it, it's uh, you we see the flags on the the 24-hour news channels on cnn nbc msnbc fox news we see it on the evening news uh, we see flags everywhere we look we see flags on the cover of newspapers we see flags on the cover of magazines uh, we see flags on our shirts that's why i wore this shirt today because i'm talking about flags 
We're talking about flags that, that divide us. And there is so much division in our country. There is so much division. Even in our churches, there's so much division. We've got churches that are fighting against one another over theological issues. We've got churches that are fighting with one another over worship issues. Soapbox for just a minute. Is there anything dumber to fight over than worship? That like the greatest privilege we have is honoring and praising the God of the universe. That he, we are so sinful and yet he is so awesome and holy. And yet he allows us to praise him. And what do we do? We fight with one another over how we do that? That makes no sense. Soapbox done. Okay. Um, We are divided nation. And we are divided over our symbols. We are divided over our flags. Maybe maybe you've seen this flag and and, and this being done to this flag. And, And there's a fight and there's division in our country over freedom of expression versus desecration. Maybe you've seen this flag recently. You've seen this flag and you see people divided over issues of, of racism and hatred or, or heritage uh, and history. Maybe you've seen this flag lately. Seen that one lately? And, and we're divided over issues of equality and morality. And we're divided people. And we're divided over our flags. We are divided By the flags that we wave, we are divided by the flags that we raise. We are divided by the flags that we pledge allegiance to. So today I want to talk about flags. And we're going to look at a passage of scripture from the Old Testament. We're going to look at Isaiah chapter 11. If you brought your Bible, turn to Isaiah 11. If you didn't, uh, and you want to grab the Bible out of the chair in front of you, the the rack in, in the chair in front of you, it's on page 491. Isaiah chapter 11, and I want to talk about flags for a while this morning. I want to talk about these banners that we raise, and there's a banner that is talked about in Isaiah 11 that we're going to talk about today. Um, We are such a divided country right now, and we are divided people, divided over ideological lines, divided over political lines. We are divided in so many ways. We are divided by our history. We are divided by our race. We are divided by our ethnic heritage. We are divided by our genders. We are divided by our age. We are just so divided. Even Christians are divided. Our churches fight with one another over theological issues. Like I said, we fight over worship issues. We are a divided people. And we are divided by our flags. I want to talk about that for a while today. Another 20 minutes or so. This idea of division. Because I don't think that we are to be divided as a people. Especially as Christians. I believe that we are to be united. And I believe that we are to be united under a flag. We are to be united under a banner. And we're going to talk about that banner today. We're going to talk about that flag that can unite us. A flag that we can come together under. Man, I got something for you. I got a little gift for you this morning. But I want to talk about Isaiah chapter 11. Isaiah 11 is a prophecy concerning the Messiah. It is a prophecy concerning Jesus. And we read in Isaiah 11 about the stump, uh, a root out of the stump of Jesse. And we're going to talk about what that means. Uh, and, and what it means about Jesus being our banner And that's what it says in in Isaiah 11. Isaiah was writing about eight centuries before the birth of Jesus Christ. 
Isaiah was prophesying uh, about the coming of the Messiah. And uh, in, in Isaiah chapter 9, he talks about what this Messiah will be like. Uh, he will be the wonderful counselor, the everlasting God, the prince of peace, right? And maybe you've heard that. We hear that every time, every year around Christmas time. But he, we see further prophecies uh, in Isaiah chapter 11 about who the Messiah is and, and what he is like and what he is going to usher in when he comes. Isaiah was writing to a divided people. He was writing to a nation that had been divided. The, the nation of Israel was divided, uh, a divided country. There was the northern kingdom of Israel or Ephraim, as it's referred to in Isaiah 11. Uh, or, and, and then there was the southern kingdom of Judah. So you have these two kingdoms, one people that had been divided into two kingdoms. And, and the, the northern kingdom of Israel uh, had been conquered in 722 BC by the Assyrians. The Assyrian Empire came in from the north and, and they conquered the people of Israel and carried them off into exile. And then they were about to enter into Judah. They were going to conquer Judah, but Judah withstood the, 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 onsla- excuse me, the onslaught uh, by the Assyrians. And then uh, Isaiah goes on to prophesy that the, 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 there was another people were going to come in and they were going to conquer the uh, southern kingdom of Judah. That was the Babylonians. And in 586, the Babylonians came in and they conquered the southern kingdom of Judah and carried them off into exile. And so you've got these two kingdoms in exile. They've been conquered by the Assyrians and the Babylonians and the people have been carried off. But God said that he would preserve a remnant that he was going to preserve a people who would come back, that he was going to restore his people to their homeland one day. He had promised to do this. And, and, and he talks about a Messiah, a Savior who is going to come into the world, and this Savior is going to be from the line of David. He's going to be a king like David was. He comes from the line of David. He is part of the Davidic covenant uh, that God made with David, this covenant that he made with David, this promise he made to David that he would rule on his throne forever. And so you've got uh, this promise of a Messiah from David's line who's going to come, and sure enough, that's Jesus our Savior, our Messiah, the promised one that God said he would send. And sure enough, he sent Jesus. We'll talk about that in just a minute. But let's read in Isaiah chapter 11. I'll give you some of the background about this. Isaiah 11, starting in verse 1, we're going to read the whole chapter. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. Jesse was David's father. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of power, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears, but with righteousness he will judge the needy. With justice he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. With the breath of his lips he will slay the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt and faithfulness the sash around his waist. The wolf will live with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the goat. The, the calf and the lion and the yearling together and a little child will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear. Their young will lie down together and the lion will eat straw like the ox. The infant will play near the hole of the cobra and the young child put his hand into the viper's nest. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. 
I want to focus here on verse 10. In that day, the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for the peoples. The nations will rally to him, and his place of rest will be glorious. In that day, the Lord will reach out his hand a second time to reclaim the remnant that is left of his people from Assyria, from Lower Egypt, from Upper Egypt, from Cush, from Elam, from Babylonia, from Hamath, and from the islands of the sea. He will raise a banner for the nations and gather the exiles of Israel. He will assemble the the scattered people of Judah from the four quarters of the earth. Ephraim's jealousy will vanish and Judah's enemies will be cut off. Ephraim will not be jealous of Judah nor Judah hostile toward Ephraim. They will swoop down on the slopes of Philistia to the west. Together they will plunder the people to the east. They will lay hands on Edom and Moab, and the Ammonites will be subject to them. The Lord will dry up the gulf of the Egyptian sea with a scorching wind. He will sweep his hand over the Euphrates River. He will break it up into seven streams so that men can cross over in sandals. There will be a highway for the remnant of his people that is left from Assyria as there was for Israel when they came up from Egypt. He's talking about like a, a second exodus. Exodus of people returning from exile to the promised land, to the to their homeland. And what he says in verse 10 there is fascinating to me. Verse 10, look at it one more time. In that day, the root of Jesse, in the day of God, in the day when the people return, the root of Jesse, in the day of the Messiah, the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for the peoples. The nations will rally to him, and his place of rest will be glorious. The Hebrew word there for banner literally means banner or flag. The Hebrew word there means flag. That it's, it's a military term. It's like a military flag. In those days, they would take a banner, they would take a flag, and they would raise it up. And it was a sign to the armies to come and rally to the flag. And they would come to the flag, uh, and they would gather there under the banner of their nation. And this is the promise that Jesus is the flag to which we rally. Jesus is the banner to which we are called. And so Jesus is our flag. He is our banner. We, we are united under the flag or under the banner of the cross of Jesus Christ. Jesus went to the cross. He suffered and he died for our sins. He gave his life for us so that if we will believe in him, repent from our sins, confess our faith, be baptized, we will be freed and forgiven, set free uh, and saved. Uh, we will be made brand new creations. And, and so we have this banner. We have this flag from the root of Jesse. We have this banner. We have this flag of, of Jesus Christ. And, and he is our banner. He is our flag. He unites us and brings us together by the power of his word, by the power of his cross. We come together under this flag, under this banner. Like I said, this, this is a, the idea of a, a rallying uh, banner, a rallying flag, the flag that brings people together and, and gets everyone uh, together. And, and that's exactly what we are called to do, is to stand together as brothers and sisters in Christ, stand together as a church under the banner of Jesus. And I believe that Jesus gives us another flag. I believe that there is a flag that he calls us to wave and we're going to talk about that in just a second. I have a gift, like I said, I, give, I have a gift for you this morning. That's something I want you to take with you. And I'll give it to you in just a minute. The flag that Jesus gives us is no ordinary flag. The flag that Jesus gives us is a white flag. It is a flag of surrender. 
This is the flag that he calls us to hold up. This is the flag that he unites us under. It's a, a united flag of surrender, that we surrender to Jesus. We surrender everything to him. This is our flag. So that I, if it's, I don't care what area of your life, if there is an area of your life that you are holding back, that you are saying, I don't want to surrender this to Jesus. I don't want to surrender this to Christ. I don't want to surrender this to his will. I don't want to surrender this to his way. I don't want to surrender to his lordship. I don't want to surrender to his messiahship. Then you are not surrendering. You are not submitting as you are called to do. Jesus was raised up on a pole, as it says in, in John chapter three, uh, after Jesus had, had uh, after Isaiah had prophesied about Jesus the Messiah coming, Jesus had a conversation with Nicodemus uh, the Pharisee, and this is what he told Nicodemus. He says, "Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in Him." That Jesus was lifted up on a pole. He was raised up on a cross so that everyone who sees him, it's a, uh, from the Old Testament the story of how people were bitten by poisonous snakes and Moses fashioned a snake out of bronze and he put it up on a pole and, and anyone who looked at the snake would be, was healed. And, and Jesus says in himself that he was to be raised up on a pole and when he was raised up on the cross, everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen, hallelujah. And then he utters those famous words, perhaps the most famous words in all of Scripture, John three sixteen, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. And then, and then he says in John three seventeen, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Soapbox for just a second, okay? Jesus says, I have not come into the world to condemn the world, but so that the world might be saved through me. He said, it's not my job to condemn the world. That's not why I came. I came to save the world, not condemn the world. And so if Jesus says, not my job, it means it's not your job, it's not my job. Con condemnation is not our job. My job is not to tell you that you're going to hell. My job is to tell you that how to get to heaven. My job is to tell you how to get to heaven. And there is only one way to get to heaven, and that is through Jesus Christ. Because in John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. It is under the banner of, cro of the cross. It is under the banner of the white flag of submission. It is under the banner of the white flag of surrender. Because Jesus said in Luke 9, 23, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. It is a, about following Jesus. It is about surrendering to Jesus. It is about submitting to Jesus in all things, in everything. In James 4, 7, James says, submit yourselves to God. We submit, we surrender. In Ephesians chapter 5, the, the, uh, Paul wrote that the church submits to Christ. In all things, we submit to Jesus. We surrender to Jesus. Every aspect, every area of our lives. It may be in your relationships. You need to submit and wave the white flag of surrender. In your relationships with your kids, you need to submit and surrender to Jesus and his plan and his will for you as a parent. And that may mean that you've got to cut back your hours at the office or cut back your hours at the mill because you're not putting in enough time with your family. And you need to surrender to Jesus what he's calling you to do to be a better mom or to be a better dad. Or maybe he's calling you to be a better teenager. He's calling you to be a better kid. And he wants 
wants you to um, he wants you to submit and surrender to him by submitting and surrendering to your parents by obeying your parents, teenagers. I know, I know that it is hard to obey your parents. You were not blessed with perfect parents like I was. Your parents have not been blessed with the perfect child like my parents were blessed with. I know that submission is hard to your parents. I know that obedience is hard to your parents. Jesus, don't think of it as obeying your parents. Think of it as obeying Jesus. Because Jesus is the one, teenagers, who calls you to obey your parents. So you wave the white flag. You raise your white flag and say, I will surrender to Jesus. I will submit to Jesus. And I will obey my parents. It may be that you need to surrender or submit in your politics. Oh, You may display more unity and more loyalty to your political party than you do to Jesus Christ. That is not right. We are called to submit and surrender to Christ first and foremost. You may need to surrender to Christ in your words. You may need to surrender and submit to Jesus in the words that you say or in the words that you type. Oh. When you get on Facebook, are you a Christian? When you get on Twitter, are you a Christian? When you write in your blog, are you a Christian? Are you waving the white flag of surrender saying, I will submit to Jesus in the things that I say. I will submit to Jesus in the things that I post. I will submit to Jesus in the things that I like. I will submit to Jesus in the things that I share. Are you submitting to Jesus in the things that you post and in the things that you say, in the things that you think, in the things that you do? Are you submitting to Jesus in your finances? Are you being financially responsible? Are you being a good steward of the things that you've been given? Are you submitting to Jesus in everything? Because that is what we're called to do. It's not about a part-time surrender. It's not about a half-time surrender. It's not about a, well, I surrendered once. It is a daily call, a daily call to following Jesus. And when we follow Jesus, that means he's in the front. That means he is the leader. That means he is the Lord. That very word Lord indicates that he's in charge. And what he says goes. And so when we say I will follow you, means I will follow you wherever you go. I will do whatever you tell me to do. I will completely submit and I will completely surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Amen? That ain't easy, folks. Everything within us. Every rebellious inclination of our sinful nature says, I don't want to submit. We don't want to submit to the speed limit, let alone to our Savior. We don't want to submit uh, anywhere. We are not a a submission-oriented people. We are called to submit to the Lordship of of Christ. Period. We're going to play a song right now. It's called White Flag. It's by Chris Tomlin. It's a worship song. And, 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 and this is your opportunity. Here's, here's what I want you to do. Is as you, we're going to put the words on the screen. As you, as you read the words to the song, as you hear the words to the song, I want you to, where you are, I want you to think. 
Am I ready to submit? Am I ready to surrender to Jesus? Am I ready to give my all, to surrender all to him? There's the old hymn, I surrender all. All to him I freely give. Are you ready to submit and surrender in every area of your life to the Lordship of Jesus Christ? Maybe you need to take the first step of surrendering to him and you need to get baptized. You need to put your faith and trust in Christ and be baptized. You can do that today. We offer an invitation every Sunday. You can do that today. Or if, 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 you're ready to, if you've already been baptized and, and you, you are a believer in Jesus and you say, I've got to submit, I need to surrender, I need to submit in this area of my life. And if you're ready to take that step of surrender today, there's a flag with your name on it. Now, not literally your name is not written on it, but there's a flag up here waiting for you and it's in this box. And so I want you to, I don't want you to just do a knee-jerk reaction of, well, everybody else is going for it, I better go get a flag. I want you to think about it. Because when you grab that flag, when you pick up that flag of surrender, it is saying, I deny myself, I take up my cross, I follow Jesus wherever he leads me. And that's not easy. And it requires commitment. And it requires sacrifice. And it requires submission and complete and total surrender to the Lordship of Christ. If you are ready to make that step, listen to the words of this song and then come get your flag. Can I have enough? My wife is amazing. Let me just tell you that. My, uh, my wife is amazing. Uh, I sprung this on her last night uh, at 5 o'clock and said, I, I have an idea for my sermon tomorrow and uh, I need your help. And she's like, that means I'm going to be up late. And it's like, yes, yes, it does. She made 150 white flags uh, and burned her fingers um, <laughs> uh, on her hot glue gun. Um, but uh, would you raise that flag? If you grabbed a flag this morning, would you raise that flag? Are you ready to wave this flag? Are you ready to wave this flag of surrender? Like I said, if you've never made the decision to follow Jesus and you, you want to be baptized today, you can wave this flag and say, I surrender to you, Christ. I surrender to you, Jesus or if there's an area of your life that you're holding back and you're saying, I just can't give this up, it's, today's the day to give it up. Today is the day to say, I surrender all. All to Jesus, I surrender. All to him, I freely give. I will surrender everything to you.